What's poppin' everybody? Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Make It Happen Mondays podcast with your host, John Barrows. This episode is brought to you by our partners, Salesloft, Vidyard, VanillaSoft, and Gong. Thank you so much for everything you do for our sales community. We certainly appreciate you. Today we have a very special guest. Tyler Lassard is going to be joining us all the way from Vidyard. This man is a genius when it comes to creating videos that make an impact. And he's going to be talking about why video is such a compelling an important medium for prospecting. He's going to give you five things to consider when you're creating these videos. He's going to tell you how to deliver the best message, and then he's going to talk about some visuals and creative storytelling that you can use to your advantage. These examples are all successful SDR examples that are used every day when SDRs are going through their routines. We hope you enjoy the episode. It's certainly going to be a great one. Thanks a lot for joining us, everybody, and let's make it happen. Good afternoon, everybody. This is John Barrows. We'll make it up in Mondays. Hopefully you had a good weekend over the... Actually, this one's the Memorial Day, so we're being timely on these because I used to try to say, oh, let's let these last forever um, and let's not timestamp them, but because things are so fucking crazy right now, we're timestamping them to make them as relevant as possible. So hopefully you enjoyed the Memorial Day weekend. It was a good weather here in Boston, so I did, and I am extremely excited to have this conversation with this gentleman who I've known for quite a while. Uh, we're partnered... Uh, together as a business, and him and Morgan just did a ridiculously popular uh, webinar last week on the topic of video, use of video in sales and prospecting. So Tyler, VP of Marketing over at Vidyard, do you want to say hi to everybody? Give them a little background on where you're coming from. Hey, John and all the listeners out there. Thanks so much for having me. Tyler Lassard, VP Marketing at Vidyard. And, uh, you know, we are, if you don't know us, we're the company that powers the ability for sales reps to record and send one-to-one personalized videos throughout the sales process. We also work with marketing teams, work with account executives, and and frankly, everybody right now, because we're at a time when video is the way to do business. It's the way to communicate your message, whether it's marketing, sales, or whether you're reaching out to a peer in your organization. So really excited about this topic right now. And what we're really focused on is trying to make this easy and effective for people. We know that video is a new way for many people Mm -hmm. to engage audiences. And so we've been spending a lot of time thinking and, and figuring out how do we make it easy for people? How do we help everybody make video a part of their culture? And most importantly, how do we make sure that it works? How do we make sure it's conversion centric and driving the results they're looking for? So excited to talk yeah. about that and uh, continue the conversation, John. Yeah. So I think I, I always like to get a little background. You have a pretty interesting uh, a journey that you've been on to, to get to marketing, right? Because you started yeah. as what, like a database, uh, if I remember correctly, or I looking at your LinkedIn, it was like, it would, yeah, I'm actually just Sybase, right? Database consultant, then you were a consultant. So walk me through your journey of like, how you kind of got and landed in marketing specifically, because I know you were a CMO too. So I'm always kind of curious yeah. of how you got to where you are and from a business learning standpoint point other reps who are out there figuring hey i'm in this job that i think sucks or i'm looking for the evolution of my career like walk me through that real brief if you don't mind man you're going back to my long hair days when i was back down past the shoulders my friend (laughs) um so so yeah i started off uh, i'm actually an engineer by trade and uh, i started off in the world of databases doing database support and database projects i then uh joined blackberry uh, if you'll remember what that was back in 2001 (laughs) And uh, was a software developer there and uh, quickly uh, focused in on working with the third party community of developers building what was the original wave of mobile apps. And I'm doing Mm -hmm. air quotes around apps for those of you Mm -hmm. listening, uh, because this was before the iPhone, before apps were apps. It was an amazing time. Um, But in my time at BlackBerry, I was there for 10 years and I ended up spending less of my time actually coding, which frankly, I wasn't very good at, um, and more of my time working with the developer community. I actually then built out a developer relations program, evolved that into a broader uh, partnership and alliances program. And before I knew it, I was basically doing product marketing and evangelism for our developer platforms. So it was a, a really exciting time to really build a new market. And that was something that I just absolutely loved and, um, and, and really loved getting out there and, and also helping people uh, understand the value propositions of technology. And that was really where I, I found my, uh, my passion for marketing. And uh, after my, my journey at BlackBerry, I uh, came into the startup world and took on marketing roles and have been here ever since and uh, really enjoying it. Oh, man. Yeah, and it's funny. It's, 
you know, I always talk about the science and the art of sales. It's, it's, it's funny how many engineer background people I know who are really successful in either marketing or sales mm -hmm. because the structured, like, I, I think historically the reason that sales hasn't been a, an educated profession, if you will, as far as universities and such is because everybody yeah. kind of thinks that you have to either have it or you don't. Right. And I couldn't be, I couldn't disagree more. I think, I think the science there's, there's, it's like 80, 20, like 80% science, 20% art. Right. Yeah. Same in marketing. Marketing is actually, I would, I would venture to guess even more uh, science. It's 90% science, 10% art, right? Because um, yeah. it's all about looking at the data. And I'm telling everybody right now, like if you want to be successful in, in this environment right now, if you don't turn yourself into a scientist, you're out of your mind. Yeah. Yeah. Both right. in terms of how you use the technology, how you use data, and also about how you think about creating methodologies for yourself and, mm -hmm. and, and for your business. And, um, and, and also experimentation, all those kinds of things yeah. that, that we do. Um, and I think those are just so, so important to helping us just be as efficient and as effective as possible. Um, absolutely. Now that said, you don't need an engineering background no, to no. master the yes. science of selling. Nope. Um, anybody can do it. You just have mm -hmm. to have that right mindset of, you know, there is a methodology to this. There is uh, value in the data and being mm -hmm. disciplined about actually using those and uh, not just trying it once and going, oh, I didn't work. I didn't see value. I'm on to the next thing. Right. Be disciplined yep. about it. And that, and that's, I think, leads us to our conversation and, and why I was really interested in having it is because we've, I've always been somewhat, you know, structured in my thought process, right? In, in my dad's a, actually a mechanical engineer uh, or no, electrical engineer. My mom's an artist, right? So I got both sides of the equation here. Um, <clears throat> backgrounds in marketing and everything else. So, but, but I, I, and you know, we track stuff, but I haven't been as uh, maniacal about it. Right. With like very focused. Cause in a growth economy, it's kind of like who fucking cares? You know what I mean? Like we're, we're yeah. hitting it. Like who cares? Let's try a bunch of stuff, see what works in this economy. If you're not paying attention to what's working and what's not, you're, you're an idiot. Right. So we ran the numbers. I had my team go back and look at every single meeting that we've gotten between for, for starting January 1st, like where did it come from? And then what was the result of it? And we're running the numbers and the analytics on, on every single meeting. Cause I wanted to do it for this time frame, for the COVID time frame, right? Because it, it, the data set from eight months ago is relevant at this point. Um, and what was blatantly obvious to me was that phone was made up less than 1%, cold call phone. Right made up less than 1% of our meetings because, wow. you know, and I think phone was hard enough before and it was mainly as it related to uh, connect, right? Because I think the phone's still extremely effective if you can get somebody on the phone. But if you can't, then you're, you're pissing up a rope, right? Where we found a very high conversion ratio was video and not just video, but LinkedIn video. Um, sending videos through LinkedIn and, and connecting with people and soften them up a little bit. And so talk to me a little bit about like where, from a video standpoint, we're going to get into how to do it and all that other stuff, but yeah. why do you think, and, and where do you think video fits in the prospecting and, and why now is probably, a, if you're not into video, why you should be paying attention to it? Yeah, well, it is, uh, absolutely a natural complement to the other tactics that we're using today. It's just not something we've done historically, so we don't necessarily think about it, right. um, but it doesn't replace anything else. It is a very natural complement to uh, to email, to social, to phone calls. And, um, you know, but it's something that allows us to deliver our message in a new, fresh way, but also in a way that just bleeds transparency. Mm. It earns trust, and it also helps us use visuals and body language to our advantage. Right. It's something that we've always suffered and struggled with with email is, mm -hmm. you know, text based email specifically, of course, is that it doesn't allow us to put our personalities out there. It doesn't allow us to show and tell, doesn't mm -hmm. allow us to get our body language uh, out there with with prospects. And sure, it's a super efficient thing. Right. I can send thousands of emails a day with the right tools. Right. Right. But, um, you know, the numbers game just just, you know, it can break down. So, you know, that's that's the tough thing there. And as you mentioned, phone calls, it's very difficult because it's a, it tends to be a synchronous medium. Right. You have to get right. somebody on the phone. You're both allocating time. That's always hard. But as you mentioned, even harder now when people mm -hmm. are at home, maybe they just they don't have their work numbers with them yeah. and or you know, the last thing they want to do when they've got kids running around is answer another phone call. So it's, yeah. 
it's hard. So video not only is a, you know, a great way to, of course, infuse emotion and, and visuals and so on, but asynchronous videos or recorded video messages um, also have that benefit of, you know, the benefit of email, which is I can watch it whenever I need to. Whenever you want. Yeah. So the, the funny thing is whenever sales reps tend to think about video, they always go to like, oh, a Zoom call, like a video call, right? right? right, right. Um, and, and that's great, but they're missing out on this gap um, on, you know, sending and recording a video mm -hmm. message and uh, not only as a way to connect with somebody, build that rapport, but to explain ideas, to again, earn that trust. Mm -hmm. And then it also sets a cadence for, you know, how you can communicate throughout that opportunity cycle, because once they've watched your video and they've seen who you are, mm -hmm. that consistent pattern then of following up with videos um, creates just organic rapport mm -hmm. and, uh, and that sort of human uh, connection that we just can't get with, with voice calls and, and emails. Yeah, and I think that like everybody is asking, you know, when this when this whole thing hit, you know, right? It was lead with empathy, lead with empathy, and you know, and then everybody started saying, "Hey, I hope you and your family are doing well in their emails." And it got so overplayed so fast that it it came across as fake empathy. You know what I mean? It was like, "Hey, Tyler, I hope you and your family are doing well. I got this great, you know, software solution that can solve all your problems." So it's like this hard cut bullshit empathy thing, but you really can't. I mean, I guess you could, but you know, it's hard to fake empathy when, when you're, you know, when you're doing a video, you know what I mean? It, it's hard to, I mean, there are some actors that are really good at, you know, pretending they're not a douche and they actually are. So that's fine. But for the most part, for the rest of us, like most of us are pretty like when we, when a video shows up, um, which I wanted to get to, because this has always been a challenge that I've had with, with, with uh, video and prospecting, which is the quality over quantity. Right. I'm a huge believer in video when I can get on your website, do the little bubble of my head at the bottom of it, look at your website and say, hey, Tyler, what's up, man? I was on your website. I know actually you're doing some really cool things here. I wanted to have a conversation with you about it. Boom. But what I personally can't fucking stand is the whiteboard superimposed, hey, you, how's it going? Thanks for opening up my email. And it's like this yeah. fake. So I, I think there's a way you can do that without pretending like you're actually talking to me because that's what bugs the shit out of me is what yeah. I can tell. And this is not just video. This is emails. This is anything where, hey, John, I was on your website and it seems like you'd be a really good fit for our solution. Here's something. And it's like, dude, if you went to my website for three seconds, you would realize that. And that's just a text email, right? Same thing with video. It's like, so how can you do... Let So let's let's table the personalized stuff for a second because I, I massive value. I think I, I'm a huge believer in that. Give give me some something to hold on to of why I don't say fuck off on all of the you know whiteboard bill superimposed emails. Like how can I justify that without being spammy? Because I think it detracts from the empathy. It detracts from the the personalization if you do it. It's almost like the exact opposite of what video should be doing for you. Yeah. No, I, I I totally agree. I mean, it's you don't want to fake personalization because, as you said, it will likely do more harm than good in yeah. the end. And so I think there's, you know, a time and a place for different styles of video that are going to have, um, you know, their their purpose in your sales process. Um, but they don't always have to be the one off recording. So right. there is absolutely um, we're seeing a lot of people using pre-recorded videos that they are putting into their cadence and saying, you know what, for prospects that, that look and feel like this, yes, just like a, a templated email, yep. I'm going to send them this video mm -hmm. I've already created. I'm not going to re-record it every time, mm -hmm. but they're not faking trying to make it personal. So they're not saying, hey, you, da-da-da-da-da, right. right? It's just, you know, if I were to do a short video where um, I just wanted to quickly introduce myself and the main topic I want to talk to, what I might do is I know one of my personas that I go after is a, um, let's say a sales development rep. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's somebody that I sell to. So I might record a standard off the shelf video that will be in my library forever. That goes something like this, you know, Hey there, it's Tyler from Vidyard here. Um, you know, we're seeing, uh, you know, as a, as a, as an SDR, you know, I appreciate it must be more challenging than ever to cut through the noise and, and get a response from those key accounts you're going after. Here at Vidyard, we're working with lots of great companies that are seeing video as that next best thing to being there in person to help them get that quick response. Um, I quickly just wanted to introduce myself, let you know what we're up to, and see if you'd be interested in learning a bit more. If so, let me know, and I'll send you another video with a quick walkthrough of exactly what we do. Thanks very much. Gotcha. Right, And I can okay. record that once and have it off yep. the shelf and send that to anybody who fits that persona. Yep. And that's probably my 
tier two, tier three, tier four leads, right? Those yeah. tier one leads, they're getting a personalized version of that where I am maybe bringing up their website or something about them talking to it directly. Um, but you can absolutely take that approach, but don't fake the personalization because you're absolutely yeah. right. It doesn't do any help. Drives me crazy. And I, and also it kind of speaks to like when and where to use video, right? What, one of the things I love what Morgan does, and he's, you know, incredible at this in general with video. And I want to talk about the anatomy. I think you, you went through a, a good, like quick approach to giving your value proposition over video, but I just, so let's get to that in a second. But one of the things that I thought he was like, is like, where do you do personalization? Right. And what he would do is he would use sales loft. Uh, he would, he would come up with a persona driven cadence to tier one, you know, tier one accounts. And the first email was, um, it was like first email, second email, first email was something about like value proposition, whatever. Second email was a value proposition with a link in it. Right. And then the third touch was determined based on what they did. They engage with that email. So for instance, if they didn't engage, if they didn't open it or click on the link, they kept, he kept them in a pretty standard cadence. But if they did click, click on the link, especially click on the link, he got an alert about it. And that was his driver to do a personalized message. So, so all of a sudden I send you Tyler kind of pretty standard persona, persona, and then you click on something and then boom, I get, Hey Tyler, thanks so much for actually uh, opening up my email and clicking on that link. You know, we're working with a lot of other executives like you. So now it's really personalized. So is that like, what are some other ways that reps can determine when it's worth putting together the, the, the tailored one, but outside of just tearing out your accounts, the tailored one of personalized versus kind of more standard persona driven one? Yeah, I think we see people using the the tailored videos in, yeah, in those cases where they have somebody who's is showing signs of engagement, you give a perfect yeah. example, and are then using it to then maximize that chance to, to book that meeting or that next step. So there's cases like that where they're getting, you know, indications back and signals back that they are interacting with something that they're sending them. They'll also be using it with inbound leads. So sometimes we forget about that of like, mm -hmm. we're getting leads from an inbound source, yep. somebody who attended a webinar or downloaded yeah. a guide or, yeah. or raised their hand for this. And, you know, again, often in the traditional world, uh, a rep would just follow up with a quick email saying, blah, 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 let's book a meeting. Yeah. But those are again, cases where you know, if you want to maximize that chance, that person who has started to show interest and you want to get them right, record and send them a quick video. And ideally, you could even again, do a screen capture where you're referencing or showing something that triggered that, that signal, right? Gotcha. So if they, yeah. if they were brought in as a lead, because they attended one of my webinars, I might bring up a quick screen share of that webinar replay screen, put my face in the corner and go, Hey, John, hope you enjoyed this amazing webinar that you know, our CMO yeah. Tyler did with Morgan, da, 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 I'd love to follow up and see if there's any more questions that you might have. Um, and if you want to check out the replay, da, 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 right? So in that case, again, I'm using the visual cue of something yeah. that's contextually relatable to them. Because when yeah. they see that screen share, they know, oh, right, I can remember that yeah. activity. And this person's face on it, they obviously recorded this for me. So I have a higher expectation that it's contextually relevant. Oh, and yeah. oh, look at that. It's a real person. It's not just an automated bot right. sending me this message. So the, all those things stack up to giving you a greater expectation of value, a greater expectation of trust, and therefore yeah. a greater likelihood to engage and respond. So okay. those are just a couple of examples, yeah. but you, like you hit the nail like on that. the head is like any moments where you're seeing somebody is engaging with you, those are perfect times to do a personal video to maximize that next step. All right, which leads me to my next question, which is where in the sequel, like if we're prospecting, I want to talk about in-deal cycle stuff because I think there's, I get massive value out of in-deal cycle stuff, me personally, because I'm not doing a ton of prospecting. I, I still yeah. am, but you know. Um, um, so let's talk about a cadence, right? You, you know, email call, email video, whatever it is. Um, what is your, what does the data tell you or, or what is your, what are your guidance on when to send a video because i think you said something important there that there's a there's a level of trust that needs to be built up yep right so help us understand is it the first touch is it the fifth touch like like and i know there's a bunch of variables involved here but in general do you have any guidance there yeah so what we typically see is you know, if you have a multi-touch cadence, let's say for sake of argument, you've got an eight to 10 touch cadence. Yeah. Um, what we will typically see is 
videos added at two or three points during the cadence. Depends on how long your cadence is. You don't want it to be, you don't want half your messages to be videos. It's going to be too much. Um, But you also don't want to just do one video and and forget about it, unless you only have a three or four touch cadence. So think about it through that lens. And, And what we usually see people doing is thinking about, okay, early on in the cadence, um, is an opportunity for you to connect personally and introduce yourself, right? So what we'll often see is doing uh, perhaps a webcam style video early in the sequence, maybe as your third touch, okay. where you are introducing yourself and sharing a little bit more about how you want to help, right? So whether or not they respond to that, you're building rapport and they now can put a face to the name. Even if they didn't click play, right. they're seeing you mm-hmm. and tying your face to your name. And now mm-hmm. they have a bit of that human connection, right? Sure. Which is great. So I usually encourage that. And then at some point later in the cadence, you'll want to think about a screen recording style video with your face in the bubble in the corner where you're bringing up something. Again, if it is something you're doing personalized, you're bringing up something that's relevant to them. Um, If you're doing it as a one to many, so it's not personalized, then usually you'll bring it up as something to share information you want to give them. Right. So, for example, if I were doing a personalized one for you, I might bring up something relevant on your website, on your social profile, maybe your LinkedIn profile and use that as a way to talk about how I can help you. If it's a one to many that I'm doing, I might bring up, um, you know, even a screenshot from our own solution or maybe a picture of one of my customers. And I'll tell a story about that customer and, you know, relay that to you. So again, now it's more about the information I'm sharing, but I'm the shepherd of that information. Um, So at some point in that mid cadence, you're educating, you're using a screen share, But again, having a video in your face on it is just, again, that easy way to build that rapport as you're going through. And then later on in the cadence, you know, towards the end, again, is a great time to use either style of video, a webcam or a screen capture, you know, as part of probably when you're getting close to the strip line towards the end and using it as that last chance to to put your face back out there to remind them that, hey, I'm a human. You know, I'm you know, I'm really I'm I'm just I really just want to help you out if I can. And uh, I think that you know, that, that final opportunity. So that's often what we see. And it's that, you know, once every three to four touches in your cadence, dripping in a video can, can work really well. But what I heard you nod say is it's not the first, it's not the first email. Yeah. We usually don't see it as part of the first. Um, I think from an efficiency standpoint, that first message getting out there, um, it, it, uh, yeah, it also helps to sort of at least get your name. You're almost display advertising in their inbox somewhere. Right. And then you, yeah, you hit them with that second or third touch with that video. So let's talk because I think placement is important, right? And and I always tell people with a, with a cadence, you have to tell a story, right? So where does video fit and how does it reinforce to your point? Maybe something you already sent them or, a, you know, something, whatever. So I, I love that. But now let's talk about personas and who it's more effective to than others. Because we were saying this before we got on here, you know, I think you and I have the benefit. I always talk about this with social selling too. It's like, uh, you know, I sell crack to crackheads in the sense of, so I, I brand building, brand building, like every sales rep wants to build a brand. I sell brand building sales reps love brand building. They, they eat it up like crazy. Right. Yeah. Um, we sell video and mostly we sell video, you know, I'm sorry. Um, you and I both sell to VPs of sales and marketing and, and, and revenue people who are always looking for creative ways to engage. So therefore the propensity or the likelihood of the, of the higher response rate in our space, much higher. Yeah. The one I always get, you know, cause when I do trainings and I bring up video, I always get a question, you know what, John, I've been trying video and it's just, I'm not getting anything. I'm not getting any responses. And my first question to them is, who's your ICP and who's your persona that you're going after? And nine times out of 10, the people who are saying, I get nothing, and I, I don't dissect it after that about what yeah. the message sounds like and all that other stuff, but it's almost always in IT and even more in security, yeah. right? So, so let's talk about that. Do you see the same thing? Are you seeing the same results? Are there certain points? Where, do, you, do you tell certain clients like, Look, this isn't going to work for you because your IC, your your personas are just not. They're not going to you know. They're not going to like it. Um, or is there a way to use it with with I don't want to say obscure, but with non sales marketing people that that will help people generate better results than a lot of people do. Yeah. Um, so to answer your first question, yes, we do see the same thing. Absolutely. I'm. You know, it's pretty much a daily message in our Slack threads here of. Hey, anybody else selling into security and IT? Because I've got somebody yeah, yeah. saying they don't think it will work. Right, and right. <laughs> um, it is a challenge because, yep. you know, you're usually 
you know, for those who haven't done this before, let me just really quickly explain how it works because that's yeah. kind of relevant yeah. for this. So, yeah. you know, the typical workflow is with a, a tool like a Vidyard, you record your video, um, just a simple browser plugin. And, and once, it, once it's recorded, um, a thumbnail image and a hyperlink get added into the email that you're going to send out to somebody, right? And then the other option is you record a video and send it directly via LinkedIn. In both cases, you're sending basically a link to watch that video on its own page. So you're not actually attaching the video file. So that's a good start to it to make sure, you know, rest assured, we're yeah. not going to get blocked because we're sending 100 megabyte files. Um, <laughs> yeah. However, in the world of security and IT, again, those people will often, um, you know, sometimes they'll have HTML formatting or images turned off. So your thumbnail right. doesn't get through. They may have, again, links uh, disabled, or they'll just be less likely to click on a link to an external source. Mm -hmm. So that can absolutely be a reality. And again, video, just like any any other link, is going to be susceptible to that. Mm -hmm. So my um, my suggestion there, I, I absolutely think there is always a place for video. It's just how you use it may be different. So in some markets, like if you're selling into sales, marketing, and so on, you know, having some kind of like engaging personal video. You know, you're getting on camera, you're getting all excited, yeah. you're sharing your passion. That works great, right? People love to see that honesty and that uh, that excitement. If you're selling into IT or security, you may want to, again, start with other tactics. Mm -hmm. And once you're seeing some engagement, then sharing, using video as a way then to, again, quickly introduce yourself, but also quickly show them, right? People in those markets love to see it, to believe mm -hmm. it, right? Yeah. And you often have something a little bit probably complicated if you're selling into that market. And so that's a great opportunity, I think, to do something that's focused more on the educational aspect of it and less mm -hmm. on the like, hey, I'm trying to get your attention sort of feel yeah. to it. And when doing that, the other thing that's super critical, as always, is how you're introducing it, right? There's nothing I hate more than getting somebody sending me a video. And that's like, that's the entire message, right? right? right. It's like the subject line is a video for you. And then it's just a right. video. I'm like, right. really, you're going to make me guess? Like, yeah, I'm like, no, is, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not going in. Right. Yeah. But that's, I think, a case where, you know, super important that the lead into it is very clear. It's like, hey, Tyler over here, I recorded you this quick video to show you exactly this because I think it might be something there. Include a couple of other points that they can very clearly see that this is for them. Mm -hmm. um, and also use the like this 45 second video or make sure yeah. that there's yeah. something clear in there to indicate this isn't a long video. Um, and, and again, but I think it's like after you start to see them. Uh, responding, then that's when you can start to weave these in, I think, to great success and, uh, you know, and, and sort of help continue earning that trust. You know what? So I love this. So there's a couple of things, right? Because I don't think enough people do this. And I've started to do this a lot more, which is um, instead of me reaching out to you, and, and I know this is a little counterintuitive because you always want to make it about the prospect, but sometimes they do need to see your stuff, right? In context. And so I'll reach out and, hey, Tyler, so let's talk about that 10-touch cadence. Maybe the third one is, hey, Tyler, what's up, man? I'm on your website and see you guys are doing some cool stuff. But then maybe the eighth touch, I'm actually opening up. So we have a spreadsheet that we walk people through from a messaging standpoint. And I'll say, hey, Tyler, you know what? Instead of you know trying to pitch you on whatever we do, let me walk you through my messaging framework right here. See this spreadsheet? We actually walk the reps through and go boom, boom, boom. So in the security space, you could do the same thing to say, hey, Tyler, what's up, man? I, I know you're a CISO in this space. Um, you know, One of the things that CISOs are telling us that the main challenge that they have is they can't actually get deep insights or there's no transparency into this function of what they're doing. Let me show you exactly how our security tool actually shows you that in one dashboard here. And See, I'm I'm working on a live instance here of your of, of our system, right? And then sending that so it's almost like a mini demo, um, but contextualize on your stuff. Like that's where I'm seeing a lot of people because what we used to do, I, I actually use it now way more uh after the initial qual call. So instead of what I used to do is I used to just send you a PDF with the outlines of the programs and the pricing on the back and all that other stuff and then say, okay, good luck, you know, and, oh no, and then set you up with access to my online portal. So we have our online portal has all the stuff in video format and I would give you access to that so that you could go view those videos. But we all know what happens. It's kind of like a trial. Like they're going to fart around on that for a while. They may or may not even look at it and it's, you know, and, and they don't know where to go because there's a lot of content in there. So with what I would do, what, what I do now is I, yeah, attach the PDF, but I open up that spreadsheet because I talked to them about it during the qualification. And I'm like, hey, by the way, um, 
you know, I know we talked about sending you the information and, uh, and, you know, and instead of just kind of sending you the PDF and whatever it is, I wanted to put together a quick video to show you how that spreadsheet works. Right. And I'm yeah. getting massive engagement on that Matt. And because then they forward it to the people that uh, they all want to see. And then it's like a, you know, a 30 second fit, 60 second video is like, holy shit, this stuff is legit. Let's talk to this person. As opposed yeah. to what I'm realizing is my, when I would set people up with my online portal, which has 10 core videos and all sorts of content in it, it actually elongated the sales cycle because A, they wouldn't go in and check it out. B, they would, but they wouldn't know what to look at. And it, and this has just truncated that quite a bit. So are you seeing the use case, you know, with, with video to regardless of the persona, uh, obviously on the prospecting side, but let's now talk about it with sales in cycle deals uh, that you're working with. Like, where are you seeing the biggest success with in cycle deals with video? So there's um, a lot of places, and I, I think you touched on there's you know there, there's it can be used to explain and clearly explain things both to the individual you're going after, but to also create something that is easily shareable to others. Um, so before. Before I dive into that question, though, I want to—I just want to touch on something that you just sort of landed on, which I think is super, super important, and ties back also to how you can use video in segments like security and others. Is you touched on that idea of sending somebody a note and letting them know, you know, I'm going to send you—I would like to send you a video about this, or maybe that's an offer. That's actually something that I've seen um, again during the prospecting stage work really, really well. Where again, if it's like a security instead of sending or IT, instead of sending the video, send your message and have your call to action not be, hey, let's hop on a call, but I'd love to send you a short video to show you exactly what I'm talking about. Nice. Um, would you mind if I sent you that, right? Now, who's gonna say no to that? Right. And if they say, yeah, sure, send me that video, then mm -hmm. you record and send them a video. They've you know, already kind of pre-accepted it, they're expecting it, they watch mm -hmm. it, and now when they see it, they see you're a real human and all those emotions flow and now they feel, that they have to take the call and so on. Nice. So I think that's actually a great sort of example of how you can use it um, in a cadence and actually have that first message be, I'd like to send you a video to show you this, would you mind? Um, the other example is if you do send a video or, or you haven't yet either way, is when you leave a voicemail, mm -hmm. use the video as the call to action from it. And I love mm -hmm. this one where it's instead of having a voicemail and having your call to action be, you know, can we find 15 minutes to chat? Because yeah. they can't, trust me, they can't. Yeah. No, they so can't. Yeah. <laughs> when, um, what I've seen a lot of people do is they'll either send you a video via email or LinkedIn and then their next touch, they'll, they'll call. And if they get voicemail, their voicemail will be, you know, Hey John, Tyler from Vidyard here. Um, I sent you a quick video, uh, to quickly introduce myself and show you such and such. It's in your inbox. If you wouldn't mind taking a quick look, I would love to get your feedback, nice. right? And nice. that can work really well. Or again, if you haven't sent it yet, your voicemail can be, I'm about to send you a video, check your yeah. inbox. Yeah. And again, it's a really great call to action because people are, are often willing to do that. And they, yeah. it's also novel and interesting, right? They're like, wait a minute, this person sent me a video. I got to go find yeah. this, right? It's yeah. still new enough for that. Um, so a couple of other tips there that you just spurred to mind based on your last conversation. Yeah, um, those. And now to address your real question is throughout this, this sales cycle, Where you're else, absolutely yeah. right. Yeah, that it's not just a prospecting tool. And, and the way that I think about it is when we're communicating with, with prospects, there are no shortage of points during the sales cycle where we are trying to deliver a message, where we're trying to help them understand something, right? They've got a lot of questions. We're answering a lot of questions. Um, and where the opportunity to show them rather than just tell is very, very important and powerful. But our default today is to try to hop on a Zoom meeting to show or explain that, right? Mm -hmm. Which is like, yeah, okay, let's book something like three weeks out. Right. And there are so many cases where if you just pause and go, could I just record and send them a quick video yeah. to explain this, to answer this, to show this, you know, could that help me move this deal cycle faster because that person will be able to watch that video, you know, whenever at a time that's yeah, yeah. whenever they want better for them. And it's easily shareable to your point mm -hmm. earlier. So we see this all the time with whether it's like, Hey, you know, we're, um, I've seen people using it as part of like an assignment selling process mm -hmm. where they're saying, Hey, we've got this call coming up where we're going to do a live, you know, walkthrough. But before the call, there's like, three questions everybody asks and I'm going to quickly answer them for you here in this video. Please watch nice, this before the nice. call, right? 
and they'll get the notification to know if that person actually watched it. Right. And, you know, some people that are very purists about it will actually, you know, book, you know, reschedule the call if you haven't watched the video and others, you know, but um, I think it's actually a really clever way to make sure. And and that can be one of those videos that you just record once, right? It's like the top three questions everybody asks, right? What's this, what's this, and what's your price, right? And then your hour long Zoom call or 30 minute Zoom call becomes way more productive because you're not spending time answering those questions. And they feel more respected because you're, you're respecting their time. You're earning that trust early on. So things like that of videos prior to calls as sort of assignment givers can be helpful. Um, Again, you could just send them an email with some links to things, but having it as a video gives that added benefit where again, you can show things, you can sort of build a rapport. Um, So that's a great uh, example. Um, We see people using it as part of the proposal stage. So instead of just sending a PDF or a DocuSign, they're doing a video, a screen capture recording where they're walking through the proposal. That to me, uh, like start, just to start, like that to us has been absolute fucking gold. Like yeah. we, and and it addresses the getting in front of power when you can't get in front of power. So in the sense that like, you know, look, we train on techniques of how to make sure that you're presenting your proposal to power and, you know, you yeah. get the audience, but you know, let's be honest, 80% of the time you ain't in front of power. You know what I mean? You're not like 80% of the time you have to send your fucking proposal to some jamoke who's then really just going to forward it to. And what I've done is I've actually, we've had great success with this because what we do is so say, and I, I always forget what's your, who's your CEO's name? Michael lit. Michael. So say just for purposes here, you're my point of contact and I really got to get to Michael to sell this. Right. But you're pushing back on me and say, you know what, John, just send me the proposal. Okay. I'll take care of this, whatever. Shit. All right, Tyler, help me understand how you can present this. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. Right. What I'll do is I'll get on, I'll do the exact thing you said. I'll have the screen share and my video and be like, Hey, Tyler, you know what, man, instead of just put, sending you over the PDF and, and having that move upstream there, I want to put together a quick little video to kind of summarize the key points of, of our solution and how it aligns with some of the top priorities that you talked about. And by the way, if you want to send this up to Mike, uh, feel free to do that. And, and by the way, Mike, if you're actually watching this, I just want to let you know, Tyler's been fantastic to work with here. He's obviously right. got your business, right? So I'm kissing your ass a little bit um, <clears throat> and I'm making you look good, right? So then, then I just start walking through and obviously don't read through the whole proposal, but the highlights, like the reason that we think we're a really great fit for Vidyard right here is because you told us that your main priors are X, Y, and Z. And, and here's the components of our solution that really align with that. You know, as you go through the details here, feel free to hit me up if you have any questions, but you know, thank you so much for the opportunity here. And what we find is I send that to you. I make you look good. We can track to see if you opened it. Then you forward it over to Mike. Mike opens it. Now I'm sitting in front of the executive without even, without trying. Yeah. It's not as good as being in front of the executive present, but it's pretty damn close and we closed Glassdoor, like Morgan closed like four or five deals just with using that approach because he was having a hard time getting to power ultimately. And we said, here's a shortcut way to it. And I think it's a brilliant use of video. Yeah. Brilliant yeah. use of video. I love that. And I love some of your your, your techniques there, right? It, it, it's like it's merging those two things together of the power of the visuals of video and then, um, you know, doing things that play off of your, yeah. your emotional feed. I think that's, I think that's awesome. And what will... Um, you know, what we'll also see people do and, and either maybe at that stage or, or prior during an earlier part of the, the cycle is including short, um, again, if, if you're selling a product, uh, short demo videos yep. that yep. people can watch. And again, when they share it around, it gives others who haven't had a chance to join the live demos and exactly, such yeah. something quick to see to whet their appetite so they know exactly what this is all about without having to, again, book something two weeks in a, you know, two weeks out when everybody can get together. It's like, no, just send this over. Um, I know our team here is a great example where we have uh, a, a library of, we call them micro demo videos uh, that's that's built for the sales team. Yeah. And instead of just like one long 20 minute demo walkthrough of everything, each micro demo is two to three minutes max in length. And they, they walk through, you know, a, a key feature of our solution set. And so, you know, we have you know, video hosting, we have mm-hmm. video creation, we have video analytics, we have our Marketo integration, our Salesforce integration, our SalesLoft integration, yeah. all of those have their own micro demo video. And if I know that you, if I'm selling to you, John, and I know that you're interested in our, um, you know, our video creation for sales reps, and you use SalesLoft and you use Salesforce, the, the rep will click on their little Vidyard button, they'll check off those three boxes for those mm-hmm. three micro demos. 
sales loft demo, Salesforce demo, and the, the creation demo. And then they'll record also a quick video intro to it and say like, hey, John, I know where, you know, we, we, will, we got some other people that might be interested. I wanted to just quickly share with you uh, a few short videos to show you the exact features that I think you get the most value out of and um, would love to hear what you think, right? And then you send that over and it's less than 10 minutes worth of content that's tailored mm -hmm. to you. And it's a smart way to do it with, with video. We're all used to taking slide decks and right. saying, yep, take this slide, this slide, and this slide, right? right. This is like the video Same version thing, of yeah. that. And um, again, it works super well. If you're a services company, there are other, instead of demo videos, there's other ways that you can um, you know, approach it. For example, yeah, just things that will walk through some of your different services, but you can, you can kind of create micro content for each of those and then say, great, I'm gonna send these over as I need to. I'm gonna include them as part of my messages. So there's lots of different ways, whether it's custom recorded videos or just these other off the shelf things. You just gotta ask yourself, like if I were to explain these things with video, what would it be? And like, let's do it. Like, don't worry about production quality. Like just yeah, record the damn just thing it, and yeah. it's, it's just make it valuable. The more content. authentic, the better too. Like don't overproduce it. Cause once you overproduce it, it's like, oh, this is roll my eyes, right? I think the more, right. the more like raw you can make it, even if you fuck up, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm sorry. Like that was stupid, right? Um, where it's funny where I don't think um, another use case and especially now with where we are and I'm starting to play around with this as a, as a quote unquote leader, uh, you know, in my, in, on my team is internal communications. So how many times do we have meetings internally where it could have been just a fucking, you know, yeah. to your point of like, Hey, I'm going to send you, here's the three things everybody always asks before our meeting. So we can just cut through the chase there. So it's almost like before, you know, before our team meeting, I do a video, uh, to my team to be in like, Hey everybody, uh, here's what we're going to talk about. Here's the key points. I don't want to talk about those today. Uh, but here's the key message. So I want you to come prepared with this done. And then we have our little, yep. you know, instead of an hour long meeting, we have a half an hour meeting. Right. And it's, it's very pointed on stuff. And then I do a quick little follow-up video. Hey, you know, boom, boom, boom. And I can see the engagement. I can see who's watching it. So I don't, I think a, a lot of um, leaders and managers and executives should, should consider using video internally uh, to cut down on the amount of meetings that we have. Cause nobody getting everybody on a zoom call is, yep. is like hurting cats. You know what I mean? Looking at 15 different schedules and you know, what's going on, everything's changing so much, but a quick little video telling people what's going on and then having them do a video back to you if they need to, that's a dialogue to your point. I can watch when I want to watch. I don't have to sit there at two o'clock on a Friday afternoon when it's nice weather in Boston and I really don't want to fucking be here. You know what I mean? Like I can watch that on my own time. And, and you right. know, what's even better, John, is you can watch those at one and a half or two X speed. Too, right, right, right. So, uh, so we we do this now, and and we've like formalized it in our organization where we say, you know, if you have, if you're planning an hour long meeting, right, and it's just because like it's a carryover. That's how we've always yeah. done things. Right. Um, reduce it to thirty minutes, and anything that was going to be presentation based, where you're going to be doing an update, yeah. record a video and send it ahead of time. Ideally, twenty four hours ahead of time, so people have right. a chance. And um, again, remember, you can watch it at 1.5x speed right. and you can process it just as well. Totally. And it's great. And we'll do that for each person that does have an update. So our, our sales team, our product development yep. team, yep. they all do this, right? Where the sales team used to have an hour long meeting uh. where each person would come on and spend 10 minutes talking about their deal of the week. Right. Now they each record an offline video. They share them around to the team, ask everybody to, you know, ideally if they can watch each of the videos. And in the live meeting, is 30 minutes or less yep. and it's purely discussion and anything that needs to have that that interactivity but people love it and it's again partly because they <sighs> so can do it on better. their own time and then again i'm like i whenever i send them i always include my don't forget you know please watch at 1.5x speed right because yes. yeah, exactly, oh yeah right? it's great yeah like, in a video i can watch in five minutes and it's great so Jeez, yeah that's brilliant I don't see, and that's where the smart versus hard, right? I, I think there's ways that we can do this. So in the few minutes that we have left, let's let's talk about the people. Two things I want to know, the the anatomy of a good video, right? What's the, like structurally, how should I think of it time-wise and, and flow? Yeah. Um, uh, but also let's talk to the people who are just like, dude, I don't like video. I, I don't like being on video. I You know, I got a face for radio here. Um, I'm uncomfortable in general. Maybe it's a generational thing. Maybe it's just a, you know, introvert, extrovert thing. Yeah. So what do you say to the person that let's talk, let's start with that. What do you say to the person that's just like, dude, I hear you. I love, like, it's looks cool, but I'm just not that guy. Yeah. What do you say to that person? 
Yeah. Um, without saying you chose the wrong profession. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, go back to door to door selling and see how that works for you. Mm -hmm. uh, but in all honesty, uh, you know, what I will usually recommend, there's a couple of things. One is if you're really not comfortable with like you're up, you know, you're all up on the screen, you're the star right. of the show, um, use screen capture style videos with your face just down in the corner. So you're not feeling as con self-conscious as like, I'm the star, people are just looking at me. So think about how to use that and what, how you could use visuals to support your message. Even if it's just like a slide that you have up with your face in the corner and you're just basically like you're talking to a slide, oh. that can help, that can go a yeah. long way to, to making you feel more comfortable. If you really wanna turn your camera off every once in a while, you can just to get the flow of, you know, using, you know, using the, the, the medium and telling your narrative. Um, the second thing that I recommend is, uh, I mean, always just like when you're calling, be explicit in like starting off with a smile, right? Like yeah. sit up, stand up, get positive energy, smile, and like pretend you're talking to a friend, like yeah. pretend you're, if it's a prospect, pretend it's somebody that you know, and you're meeting up with them at the bar, at the golf course, at whatever it is, right? Yeah, and you're yeah. about to just have a conversation and, and honestly put yourself in that mentality. Like, hey, John, it's Tyler from Vidyard here. Really excited to chat with you. Right? Like do that. Try to just keep it as casual as possible. The you last tip I'll give you. Oh, go ahead. Can I chime in on that one real quick? Uh, like what I, a little cheat code on that one is I used to do this with cold callers. When a cold caller would say, John, you know, I'm just great face to face, but I, now I'm inside sales and I'm not good on the phone. What I would, what, you know, but I, and I just, I missed the, this, right. Um, what I did for a few kids is I literally printed out two pictures, one guy and one woman, um, and put them up in the heat the, and the people that I was working with, like in front of their cube. Right. Yeah. And I said to him, look, when somebody picks up the phone, if it's a guy, you're talking to that guy. If it's a woman, you're talking to that woman and that's who you're talking to. And so now what I do with, so let's translate that to now to video. If I'm not going to do a screen capture. I always have, and I even do this on my calls. Like when I'm just having a call with somebody, if I don't have video up, I have their LinkedIn picture up. Yeah. And all I'm doing is I'm looking at you while I'm talking. I love so it. So I'm, I'm legitimately like right now I got your LinkedIn profile up and I'm looking at it. And if you weren't on video here, I'd be talking to you. Mm -hmm. Right. So if, even if this was a prospecting video, I'd be like, Hey Tyler, what's up, man? You know, I appreciate you opening this thing up, blah, blah, blah. And it, it at least feels like I'm not talking to myself. Cause I think that's the challenge too. It's like, you're literally staring at yourself yep. having a conversation. That's really awkward for some people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I love that. That's a great tip. That's a great so, tip. And what was the third one? Sorry. Oh, the third one was, um, oh Yeah treat your videos like, you know, like a movie trailer, right? It's like the video itself doesn't need to be the whole story, right? right, right. You don't have to hit record, be five minutes into delivering your uh, message and then go, oh, yeah. shit, I fucked it up. And then I got to yeah, start yeah, over yeah. again. You're like, I just wasted 10 minutes, right? Yeah. Um, use videos. Uh, again, if you're not comfortable with it, try to even keep it to like 30 seconds to start and go, you know what, I'm just going to use this as a really quick teaser. Mm -hmm. um, and just, you know, whatever it is, introduce yourself, introduce a topic and say, you know what, there's you know, information to check out more. Um, but I just wanted to, you know, personally deliver this or, you know, say hi. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think there's things like that. And, and, uh, of course, even using it internally can help just to get you into the yep. flow of recording Definitely. and sending. So those are some things I might suggest. Um, yeah. To tell so, those people. so let's keep on the tips with the, the anatomy of a good video. You said, keep it short, right? I think there's, and let's talk, I, I think the product demo side, you, you still should keep it relatively short, but you have some more luxury, obviously to go two, three, four, five minutes prospecting wise though uh talk to me about the the optimal amount of time and then the flow of the the video itself like intro to value prop to call to action like how yeah for let's easy let's do the easy one on time like what are you finding is like kind of the optimal amount of time that people will watch and then what's the anatomy of a good video yeah so ideally less than uh, i'd say less than a minute if yep. um if somebody clicks on the video and they see that it's yeah less than a minute is ideal um, definitely no more than 90 seconds, yeah, yeah. but if you can do it in 59 seconds or less, then you're going to be in a much, much better shape. Um, and you tell people that just to tie that to another tip, you, t you actually say that in your, in your preface, Hey, I put together this 45 second video for you to remind you, this isn't a five minute thing. This is 45 seconds. Go ahead and watch it. Right. Okay, cool. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I yeah. think that can definitely help. Um, and then, um, so from a messaging standpoint, uh, as you said, there's, you know, sort of a simple formula. If you've got, you know, if you're working with, with 60 seconds of time or 45, 40 seconds of time, 
um, break it up into that 10 to 15 second introduction that, you know, 30 to 40 seconds of meat, and then the, the 10 to 15 seconds at the end for the call to action. Um, again, you're going to have your own formulas for what goes into those blocks, but that's the basic yeah. framework is, you know, 10, 30, 10, or 15, 40, 15. It, and, and I always talk about the, like how that first five to 10 seconds is so important because it grabs somebody's attention. Like, are, do you have any, like, I don't know, tips or tricks on, on like what to do? Like, cause you don't want to be super corny yeah. or cheesy, yeah. but you do want to kind of punch them square in the mouth real early. This says, no, you got to listen to the rest of this. So how do you do that without being captain cheese ball? Yeah. Well, um, I was going to say the, uh, when, when I think about the anatomy of a great sales video, it's not just that flow of messaging. And when All I right. think about what makes a great sales video, you know, there, there's, there's a few things. One is the actual thumbnail image, because yep. that's going to increase your chances of click through. So mm -hmm. what do they see? Um, and then there's number two, your intro, your first five seconds, right? That's your chance to, to get them, get them hooked. If they watch more than five seconds, they're likely to watch all the way to the end. Yep. Um, so there's your thumbnail, there's your intro, then there's your messaging. Um, and then there's uh, the use of visuals and body language, yeah. right? So those are what I think of as, as what makes a great sales video is when you can do some or all of those really, really well. Yeah. Your thumbnail image is something that, you know, ideally you, uh, you can have something that is visually relatable or interesting to the recipient. Yeah. And so that is, again, your chance to, for them to look at it and go, that looks interesting to me or. I get that, or yeah. there's something they can relate to that makes them realize, oh yeah, this is just for me. The intro part, um, I think a big part of it is having that that positive energy, right? Yeah. That you're not like reading a script because if you're sitting here like this reading a script, yeah. right? Like that's just it's just like it's done from the beginning, right? Don't just, read. I'm begging people, don't read. I don't care how clunky your message is when you don't say it on like unscripted. Just be normal. Right. As soon it's just like a script on a cold call. Like as soon as I hear some kid roaning through a script, I'm like, God, just shut up and be normal. Yeah. Be right? normal. <laughs> so I, I totally agree, and I think um, you can again try to have a bit of that energy. Yeah. And, and, you know, I mean, it depends on kind of what your own innate superpower is right, when right. you're communicating with people, right? If you're the high energy guy, bring that. If you're yeah. the creative person, do something really interesting in your thumbnail and tie that into the start of your video, right? Mm -hmm. If you're the cerebral one and you do want to like focus in on like, I'm educating you, then you can start with that, right? It's like, hey, I'm Tyler and I got something really, really interesting to share with you, right? Like yeah. think about what that might be. And then you can have kind of your, your almost like catch intro. It can be the, you know, for me, all my videos start with, Hey, it's Tyler from Vidyard here. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's just my thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. Others, it might be, Hey John, I got something really interesting to talk to you about. Right. Gotcha. And then you go into it. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. think about that, play with it. Um, okay. But you're right. You've got that five seconds to get their attention. Um, but yeah, don't be boring. Try not no. to be boring. And I think that's probably the most important thing right there. All right. Last question. Cause I've, uh, this is always to me, this is just, not just video, but this is emails too. You obviously with Vidyard, you can track to see when somebody opens it. How do you address that? Do you, do you address it? Do you say, is your follow-up, hey, to, because, you know, they watched the video, you could tell they watched 88% of it or whatever it is, but they didn't respond. Do you follow up and say, Tyler, I see you watched 88% of my video, man. What the fuck? Or do you kind of, you don't play the creep show factor, right? Because that could turn some people off. You're like, wait a minute. You know what I mean? Now you're tracking me and now I'm freaking out. So what are your, any best practices there? Yeah, I would just send them a message that just says WTF in all caps. And that's <laughs> nice. <laughs> See, now that's my style. But for everybody else. <laughs> Maybe not. Um, yeah, I, uh, you know, I, my suggestion would be that, uh, you know, you could follow up with something along the lines of, hope you enjoyed the video I sent you. Yeah. Um, da 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 da. Right. Gotcha. I mean, it's, it, okay. again, that like, I know you watched my video and blah, blah, blah. You don't want to do that, of course, right. but I wouldn't be shy to, you know, to, to, to follow up specifically with reference to it and, and yeah. saying something like, hope you enjoyed my video or like, Hey John, um, you know, in my video, I talked about A, B, and C. I got something related to that. I'd love to talk to yeah. you about. Right. So I think following up nice. with, a you know, relating to the video itself. And, um, you know, I think that's perfectly fine. Yeah. And, and I think a tone like that works really well. Yeah, I always, I, so I, I love that. Like, I hope you enjoyed the video because that's inferring that you watched it. Uh, you know, I do, I like that. I, I will say for people that are in the space, I do call them out. Like, so if you're a VP of sales in SaaS in San Francisco and you watch my video, you're damn right I'm going to send you an email or a video saying, look, dude, 
I saw you read it. I saw you watched it. You watched 80, you watched 90% of that video, man. Like, obviously it kept your attention for long enough for you to be somewhat interested. Give me a call back here or else I'm going to keep stalking you and like kind of have fun with it. Now, I'm not going to do that to some HR manager in Minnesota who's, you know, working in a manufacturing industry and freak her the hell out. You know what I mean? But, but, you know, to, to the right audience. And I think this just leads to the final point, which is, you, be you and just have fun with it. You know what I mean? I think it, regardless whether it's video or email or phone or whatever it is, like just be a normal human being and, and just, and try to be as genuine as you possibly can. If you think you can help somebody, show them why you think you can help them. Don't just do your pitch just like everybody else. So I think the same rules apply to email, phone, and video about make it about them, be personalized, don't be, you know, Captain Cheeseball, don't read from a script, right? And 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 stand out a little bit more than other people who aren't using this. Right? Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. I, I love that. And, uh, again, it's your opportunity to use your body language to, mm-hmm. you know, again, yeah, be, be, uh, be the natural person that you are. And, and I do encourage you to think about, you know, what is your own kind of superpower when mm-hmm. it comes to being on video It's probably the same to what it is when being, yeah. in, you know, human to human conversation, right. Um, you know, what makes you, you and, uh, and get behind that. Right. And I think yeah. you, and, and own it. And I think you do a great job of, sort of your personality comes through and you own it and that's, mm-hmm. and that's, and you do it. Right. And I think a lot of people are, are shy to do that. And yeah. they're, again, they're reading scripts. They're sticking to the thing. And um, you know, if you are a cheese ball, if that's your thing, then Be maybe you ball. can pull it off. And I know yeah. many people that do that and they do it well and people love it and they respond what's his to name it well. From lead IQ. I, I, uh, what's his name from lead IQ? That kid, uh, um, Sean, Jer- uh, Jeremy, Jeremy, uh, Jeremy. Uh, yeah. Like the kid's the cheesiest dude on the planet, but it fucking works for him. You know, he wears the ridiculous jacket. He plays the ukulele and he comes up with a song for you. And I'm like, dude, Oh my God, if I did that, I would come across as the biggest dork on the planet. But for some reason you pull it off, man, because it's you. Yeah. Right now, the same thing with me. It's like I like being from Boston. I can drop the f bomb like it's nobody's, and it doesn't come across as bad. Whereas, like if Morgan were to start dropping the f bomb left, right, and sideways, it just wouldn't come. It wouldn't feel normal from him because he's not that type of kid. So the, the the lesson is just figure out, like try to figure out who you are as fast as you can be, as fast as you can figure that out, and just be that when you're reaching out to people. Right? That's what makes it different from email, right? Email, exactly. it's really hard to do that, but video is your chance to do it. So exactly. rock and awesome. roll. And if you're in sales, right? I mean, this is a big part of selling and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, em- embrace it. Awesome. All right, man. So let's talk, uh, how can people find out more? You said you're going after SDRs and helping out individuals, um, <laughs> yeah. but also, you know, obviously organizations too. So, uh, if, if, you know, what are you, what are you putting out there for reps these days? And then, you know, how can people find out more information about you guys, what you're doing? Yeah. So, um, you know, I mean, the great thing is that the tools are free for anybody to, to use and get going. Yeah. Um, so if anybody out there, you're not using Vidyard yet, just head on over to vidyard.com. Um, slash free and you can sign up and start using the tool today it plugs right into chrome gmail outlook sales loft outreach lots of other tools and uh, makes it just dead simple to record and send unlimited number of videos webcam screen captures have at it um, and then there's lots of great resources on our website we have a um, uh, the ultimate guide to selling with video or something like that yeah, some yeah, great yeah. creative marketing name uh, <laughs> in our resource center that talks yeah. about a, a lot of these things of, of how to use it in different stages with lots of recommendations and resources and such so check that out and then um, our you know teams additions uh, start to help you as you do roll it out to multiple people in your teams um, you know you start to get the ability to custom brand the video yeah. pages to um, you know, add in off the shelf videos and share libraries across the teams, integrate back into your sales tools, manage your users, lots of those kinds of things. So, um, you know, lots of great opportunities there. But as I said, if you haven't got going yet, just go to vidyard.com slash free and, and give it a whirl and have at it. I think there's no real risk to it. And uh, let us know if you need any help. Awesome, man. Well, I appreciate it. And and if they want more info, like for you, is it LinkedIn is the best way to hit you? Hit me you up or? on LinkedIn. Yep. Tyler yep. Lassard, Vidyard. Uh, find me on LinkedIn. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Tyler Lassard. Uh, nice and easy. And my email, I might regret this. Um, please, no sales calls, is uh, tyler.lassard at vidyard.com. Uh, honestly, if you have questions or feedback for us, just hit me up and I'm, I'm always happy to help or direct you to the right people. Awesome. Well, I appreciate this conversation, Tyler. I think... Um, 
if there's anything I've learned over the past, you know, two to three months of, of turning back into a scientist, it's how, and with all this work from home and, and, you know, email getting ratcheted up as far as, you know, people yeah. blasting out and phone really getting depressed because nobody's picking up anymore. Um, I can't tell you how much video has, has changed, uh, our results in a downward trending in general, you know, group of prospecting video is kind of the shining star that, that, that's really helping not only in the beginning, like for people like Morgan and that type of stuff. But for me as an executive and somebody who's like full cycle sales, you know, throughout the sales process, delivering proposals, like it's been a, a game changer uh, as far as getting the message out there and the way I want it to be out there without having to think about it being overproduced and any of that stuff. So appreciate what you're doing, man. And um, yeah, and thanks for coming on. Wonderful. So, uh, so everybody, thank you. Hopefully you got as much out of this as I did and, and you'll start if you're not already doing video, just try it out, like, just give it a shot. Like, even if you don't, even if you think you got a face for radio, you know, it's not like I'm the prettiest kid out there. Right. I always say we all do. It's all right. Exactly. Like I, that's why I got this microphone to make me sound good because the video side, I'm not exactly all that excited about, but just give it a shot. It'll, it's, it's where things are going. It's just going to get more prevalent with what we do. And if you're, if you're not doing it on, you know, Zoom, right? Like, like I think you probably go by the same one I do, which is the Albert Munchens or whatever it is, 835.57 about how people communicate, right? 8% right. is the words, 35% is the tonality, and 57% is body language. So on phone, you're only dealing with 43%. Email, you're only dealing with 8 Video, you're dealing with 100 So just be you and go have some fun, all right? All right, everybody, uh, like I say always all the time, uh, go out there and make somebody happy today. Go out there and make somebody smile, because even if you had a shitty day, if you had made somebody smile, then um, you know you had a good day, and I think we need a little bit more of those smiles these days. So have a great week, everybody. Keep chugging along, and uh, let us know if you have anything that we can help with. All right, make it happen, everybody. Cheers. Cheers.